Welcome. Welcome. Welcome back. To. Crying. Amazing. Crazy. I'm Mel. I'm Del. And you're here with us right now. Check us out. www.cryingamazingcrazy.com. Yeah. And we're on Instagram at. Crying Amazing Crazy. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> good job remembering that really difficult Instagram name. <laughs> that I just tagged us on it's something It's actually um, Crying Amazing Crazy Chicks for 2069. Well, it could have been like K-R-Y. Oh, yeah. And like with a ba- yeah. <laughs> candy backwards R. That would, yeah. That would have been cool, though. R.I.P. Toys R Us. How's it going? It's going. Um... Yeah, we just saw each other last night at a friend's party. I'm wearing the same outfit, Yay. except for in shorts, cut jean cutoffs. Yay! I'm wearing my grandma house dress, my Sunday house dress. Mm-hmm. It's Sunday. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Tomorrow's Monday. Yeah, I was going to tell you, last night after you guys left, everyone started playing a game of uh, Mafia. Oh, like yeah. Like that card game, where you like bow your head down and stuff, and mm-hmm. like... Anyway, long Wait, story. Wait, what? You bow your head down? Like you, go, everyone goes to sleep. Like you have to, ba- you know, put your head down and close your eyes. Mm-hmm. Like that's part of it. And then like the mafia raises up their heads and looks at each other, and stuff happens. Anyway, I was assigned the role of a cop. Oh, perfect for you. <laughs> but I didn't understand the point of the game or what that meant in my role. And that so, sounds like real cops. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> this morning I was like, oh, oh, I was totally prolonging the game because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> you were the ruiner. Yeah, like, I feel like... So I, now are you having, like, flashbacks of people getting frustrated yeah, with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the guy that was, like, leading the Who game. Who was stoked. He was, like, fucking <laughs> yeah, amped. dude. I was like, I gotta go now. <laughs> so the guy that was leading it, he kept reminding... Like, I just want to remind the room, like, if the cops want to give up what they know, that can help the rest of the room. But I'm like... But I feel like that's a trick. Like, I'm, I'm a <laughs> cop. Like, and then this morning I was like, oh, shit. I could have totally wrapped the game up in, like, the 20 minutes they said it was really going to take instead of the hour that it took. Oh, oh yeah. They did say it was only going to take 20 minutes. And that was still too it long for me. It did not take 20 minutes. <laughs> but that's because I didn't understand what I was supposed to do. Oh, But anyway, it was, it was fun um, this morning. Um, remembering everything but there was one girl who was like super drunk and was just like not getting it at all so you weren't at that level right like I didn't ruin it at that level yeah (laughs) you ruined it by being sober (laughs) and kind of dumb just kind of (laughs) dumb like maybe she had a better excuse and like I was tired and like Anyway, like when he was like, everyone go to sleep. I was like, but I'm really going to fall asleep. Yeah, it was late. Yeah, we we finished. It wasn't that late, I guess. I think we finished at like one. Oh, that is late. We're Um, not young bucks anymore. Yeah, but um, that's what we did last night. What else? What have you, what's happening with you? (laughs) I don't know a lot of stuff, but one thing that was crazy that also happened yesterday on kind of a downer note was the... um, the thing that happened at Trader Joe's oh, in Silver yeah. Lake. The um the guy that I basically like shot his grandma. Right, who does that? Yeah. And then like it was like a high speed chase and then he barricaded himself in Trader Joe's in Silver right. Lake and there were hostage like essentially a hot yeah. it was like a they were trapped in there. Mm-hmm. And he shot and killed the store manager. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. And then 
Relating back to us, um, the reason there was no birthday cake last night is because the cake store was next to Trader Joe's, so they couldn't pick up the cake yesterday. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> back to me and cake. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I know. I like how Caitlin last night was like, she was like, and I almost went to go get, was that the cake for the party? I think so. Because she was like, yeah, I yeah, almost yeah. went to go get a frozen, like, yeah, fucking yeah. pie from Magpies. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. so that was it. That was it. I heard that story, and it just breezed over my head. Because I was distracted by the fact that Magpies, which is a frozen yogurt place, makes cakes. Oh, I, so I was like, whoa. I thought they were Wait, a pie store. stop talking about the shooting. I'll take, let's talk about frozen... Oh my God, we're such assholes. Well, I was actually going to mention an asshole thing related to that oh, as good. well. Um, <laughs> having not known that somebody actually died, I mm. didn't realize that. But so I tried to play it for you last night, but I didn't play it t- for you in full. Oh yeah, it was. But I have to play it, it for you now because it's so funny. It was on CNN and uh-huh. it's somebody. So when this whole thing happened, it's like, you know, when you hear about it, it's like, these are the types of things that I'm like, I fucking hate LA. You know mm, what I mean? Like, right. like it's every scary, day. you yeah. know, it's scary <laughs> that this stuff happens all the time. Right. Um, it's scary that there's a risk of going to your grocery store and having this happen. And, um, you know, that gun violence is a big issue in LA. Yeah. So I was like, fuck, fuck, you know, it's scary to live in a big city. But then something else happened that made me realize how much I love LA Aww. and I'm going to play it for you right now. Yes. <laughs> safe. Miguel, you're the first person we've spoken with who's gotten eyes on this suspect. Can you describe him for us? He is a buff, sexy black guy with dreads, <laughs> and he's maybe like six, maybe like six, if, if not 5'11". He's around six feet. Um, he's really buff, and he, that's it. He ran fast. He got out of it. <laughs> Okay. So, so he's a sexy, sexy black buff. man he's with buff. dreads. He's buff. <laughs> Might be six foot. Yeah, my friend sent me that, oh, and it was man. like, um, you know, somebody was like, you're going to get the full details if you ask a gay man <laughs> what to describe, to describe the, the suspect. So that was like, okay, that's I'm going to take that little treasure and have that be yeah. the silver lining on such a horrible thing that yeah, happened. That's crazy. Um, but yeah. That was scary. I think, yeah, just because it was like somewhere we go and yeah. in the neighborhood. And right. Yeah, that was wild. And to just like see it on national news was pretty nuts. And the other thing that happened that was kind of crazy was also like first world or just, you know, LA yeah. privilege annoyingness was. Uh-huh. So in the neighborhood group, I, I live in Eagle Rock and like the Eagle Rock neighborhood group on Facebook, which is like, you could imagine, yeah. similar to like a next door app, right, right, right. got a lot of people who have a lot of opinions yeah, about yeah, the yeah. homeless people, for right, example, in our right. community. Um, but anyways, this one woman was like, I just saw some suspicious characters in Eagle Rock and I called 911 and they said they were dealing, the Northeast division was like busy dealing with something else. So they weren't going to be able to come check out these suspicious suspects. And she was like, these are our tax dollars at work and oh blah, blah, blah. And then everyone was like leaving comments like, yeah, there's some, there's an active shooter at Trader Joe's. Like yeah. literally they're busy right, right now. Yeah. Like. 
take there's your, hostages. Take like, your George Zimmerman ass somewhere else. Right. Calm down. Nothing's happening. There's a brown person on my street. I know. I it can't was... handle it, even though I'm whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those sites are the worst. I know. But very necessary. And then um, this morning you sent me my f- the Tory Spelling. <laughs> so <laughs> everyone who doesn't know us in IRL, mm-hmm. um, Del and I really love 90210. I think we've mentioned that yeah, before yeah, yeah. on this podcast. Totally. Um, so, you know, we tend to follow some of the stars sure. on Instagram, one of which actually I stopped following her because I got it got too intense. <laughs> but it was Tori Spelling. If you don't follow her, she's always posting... Um, what should be hashtag SpawnCon, sponsored content, right. but she never puts hashtag ad. Yeah. She doesn't give any sort of disclaimer. She just whores her children out right. for like whatever fucking product. product. Like even like she did like a Restaurant. thing. Yeah. Well, wh- the, I don't think her kids were involved in this one, but remember when she did like the diet lollipops? Oh, yeah. Like. Yeah. Anyways, Dell sent me like this most amazing photo of them, like her whole family at like Candytopia or whatever, right. one of those fucking Instagram yeah, museum parts. Yeah, museums. Uh-huh. And the girl, I feel like we should post it on our yeah, Instagram. Yeah, we have to. Like, That's the gonna zoom be in the of cover of this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> her daughter, she's like all of. She's like, we're having so much fun at the Cand- kids. Love it. The kids love it. It's a hit. It's a hit. It's With, amazing. What's their last name? Dean, what's his last name? The Deaner. I don't know. Um, spelling. Whatever. <laughs> the spelling fam is having a fucking blast at Candy Candytopia. Yeah. But then the little girl standing in the front, <laughs> she looks so bummed. Yeah, she looks like she's she's giving the most fierce bitch face ever. She's in hell. She's having it's it's her nightmare. I mean, and if you scroll through the series, like all the kids' faces are just like Meh. dead eyes, dead eyes, and they're straight at like, mouth in like, like Candyland. They're literally in Candyland, but they look like yeah, they totally look like the emoji with the straight mouth and the just dead eyes. <laughs> but it's um, funny. yeah, it's really funny. It's so sad but funny. God, we're assholes. We're laughing at really mean stuff right now. I mean. You have to find the laughter behind the tear. But could you imagine? Because I feel like I remember getting really annoyed with um, like when like doing family functions or whatever, where my mom would like bust out the camera, like, let's take a photo. And I force force, a good time. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Or like stop whatever's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do kids feel now about that? Because now Dude, it's just like epic. 24-7. But I wonder if it's still really annoying to them or if they're into it because... They're just used because to it. Because they're... And also because... like, Because I've seen videos of like people filming their kids on social media and the kids are like basically being like, is this for a story? Right, right. You know what I mean? Into they like it. are... That Tracy kid. Yes, yeah, exactly. They're yeah, sort yeah. of like... Um, it's funny, but it's weird. It's like you're building their ego. Right. And also like... Age. Building them to be like a social media empath. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. It just feels weird. So, TBD on how I do that. Yeah. For most of you that know me, my husband and I are expecting a child in October. Yay! And so I'm talking a lot of shit about parents, but 
I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to have any, like Chris and I are like, no screen time, blah, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until and you go to a restaurant. I know. I really don't want to be that person in the restaurant, though. I'm going to yeah. try really hard, but I... I can't, like, I keep saying the disclaimer, like, I can't say anything yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure until I'm actually in the position. Right. So. All my vast knowledge and experience of having zero kids, I feel like if you just, like, teach them how to eat well at home, like, you sit down and you eat food. Yes. And, like, I feel like that transfers to a restaurant. I don't know. Yeah. Like They if, should just get in the habit of not yeah. busting out their phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's time to eat. Yeah. Yeah. I but as adults, I mean, I don't know about you and Edgar, but, like... Our meals are always watching TV with a meal. Oh, no. We have a rule. You do? Yeah. No TV. Except for on the weekends when, like, all our meals are on the couch. And then we watch TV. All of our meals are always on the couch. Oh. Yeah. Monday through Thursday, we eat at the table with nothing. I mean, well, music is allowed. But, like, it's a rule. Because, like, Monday through Friday, we only see each other for a couple hours a day. And, like, that one hour is, like... Hi, I'm paying attention to you. I'm talking to you instead of... You guys are so healthy. Well, and then, like, the rest of the night, like, I'm watching TV and he's... Like, we're busy doing stuff and oh, not I connecting see. otherwise. Well... I get it. Yeah. It's like your designated time. <laughs> like, it's just our time every day, to, like, like, to check in. To, each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, touch noses. <laughs> and never leave the house. And don't leave the house. <laughs> and if he does, I'm going to call noses. him. I'm yeah. going to call him. <laughs> well, have you been crying? What's been making you cry? It's not making me cry, but I'm getting super sentimental right now because I'm transitioning from one job to another. I got a new job. Ooh, lateral move for a ton of more money. Yay. Yeah. That's how you do it. But now I'm getting like really sentimental and sappy at work. Like I'm looking at everyone and everything through like rose colored you know, glasses. Yeah, like all the bullshit seem is gone. Like I started writing. I'm not going to give them out. I started writing notes to everyone, like cards, but then like I thought about it. I'm like, I'm just writing like really weird personal sentimental shit in there. Like that's like a really thing, weird thing to like leave someone with. <laughs> You're unpacking a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've, this is this job I've been at the longest in my entire life Oh, like for four years. I've never worked anywhere longer than three years. So wow. until now, but so yeah, I'm just getting sentimental and sappy. It's not making me cry, but. Maybe it will. Um, but yeah, something that's really making me cry for real this week and the past few weeks is um, seeing footage of children being reunited with their parents. Yeah. <laughs> it's been like so moving, so frustrating, so sad. Like the ones that stuck out to me was the little boy that didn't recognize his father anymore um, and was like being really standoffish and weird. And his dad just like kept talking to him and like, he was really little and he had like forgotten his dad because it had been like over 60 days. So like just really awful fucking bullshit. And then the mother, you know, she was fleeing gang violence in Guatemala and she crossed over one day before the policy was enacted. And she told the press that people fleeing should not come to the U.S., that people don't have a heart. And that just like bums me out, obviously. Like, yeah. hey, this is our country. But again, looking for the people doing good. Thanks, Mr. Rogers. Mm -hmm. Just like really cool people stepping up. There's uh, the comedian Cristela Alonso. I don't know if you know who she is. Oh, yeah. She doesn't she have a she had a show called. Yes, Cristela. Uh -huh. Is it still on? No, yeah. it like, got canceled, but it was really sweet. It was a really good show. She's from Texas. Her mother was an immigrant. And so she did this whole Instagram series for like a week called 
because my immigrant family was not separated and would like every day post an old picture and like tell a story about, you know, just like how it's important for them to be here and like what they contributed and just like really sweet stories. Like her mom, her mom had to start working at like 12 in the streets of, I don't know where they're from. So she never had a childhood. So then when her kids had a childhood, like her favorite thing in the whole world was Easter egg hunts. So they, she would constantly like have her kids hide eggs for her. So she could just do Easter egg hunts because that was like so cool and thrilling for her to like be in the U.S. And like she gets to do Easter egg hunts. But anyway, Christella went down to a Texas immigration camp and um, she did a hunger strike to like draw attention to these camps. And she, you know, I'll post it. But she came to um, Casa Padre and just like showing that it looks like a normal like shopping center you wouldn't even know like inside as a detention center for children oh my gosh and like they don't let you get close but nobody's there there's no press nothing so like you know she went to just draw attention like i'm here i see them i know what's happening back here and like she's wearing That's this so fucked up yeah. dude so this blue necklace that she's wearing is like to show um that she's a nonviolent protester on a hunger strike. So, like, don't fuck with her. Anyway, that was really cool. And then there was two NFL players. I don't know what their names are because I don't agree with the NFL. Two players purchased $10,000 worth of supplies to kids separated from their families and, like, took them to the kids in, in the camps to, like, give them, you know, like, teddy bears and Aww. art supplies. And it was just, like, really cool. They just, like, you know, made an effort to go down and show up and, like show that there's still good people in the U.S. despite everything else. So yeah. That's been, really like, bumming me out and making me cry a lot. Yes. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, I mean, that stuff's definitely been making me cry for sure. But because I think it's making us all cry, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about some of the things that are bringing, like, more... It's, I don't know, it's kind of hard <laughs> right now to process that stuff all, yeah, of, yeah. all of the time. So, like... In terms of just my zone out, mm. relaxing yeah, yeah, things yeah. that we've been doing. You know, normally, like, my husband and I really like to watch intense and dark dramas. Oh, yeah, I can't. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. It's not fun. It's not fun. Yeah, like, no. I haven't been able to finish season two of Hands- Handmaid's Tale. Dude, we still have one to go, but it's only because Edgar, like, forces me to watch them. Yeah, I, I haven't ugh. been able to watch 13 Reasons Why, the new season. I don't, yeah, I can't. I nope. watched, like, two episodes, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we also watched that show, The Affair, on Showtime. We haven't really been oh, watching it. Yeah. Um, I mean, we watched the first episode, and it was fantastic, but So Fucking Dark is the mm. new Amy Adams HBO show, Sharp Objects. Yeah, that one, too. It's like, the only way I'll watch it is if I have time after to watch something yes. silly. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, yeah, it's so hard. And then we, like, we dipped into... We watched the first episode of the first season of the Netflix show The Sinner and like Oh, I wanted to turn start it that. off. Oh. It's really disturbing. It's like on my thing to start. Normally I'm like heavy into that stuff, you know? Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. just finished reading I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Right. You know, the Golden State Killer book. So I was like doing that. There's all this fucking crazy news stuff, you know, and it's like right. doing what, what I can to support ACLU and all that, but I, it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot to take in. And then all the fictional things have been dark. So <coughs> that said, we've been watching a lot of, a lot of heartwarming. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, 
they're still making us cry, but in a mm, different way. And for it's sure. just touch, you know, yeah. touching us. And so I, those were the things I was going to talk about today. The first one being Queer Eye. Oh yeah. Which I, we never watched. We just like, we didn't, I, we mm. didn't watch it right when it came out. Yeah, 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 so yeah. we just like oh, good. finished both seasons. Yeah. And you watched it, right? Yeah, I think we mentioned it on one of the. I think that was one of mine, one of the times. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but for it's first, so but for good. the first season, yeah. yeah, yeah. The first season, I cry, like we cried every single episode. Right. I think second was, season yeah. didn't really cry, but it was still great. Yeah. But I just love. I fucking love those I know, guys. I, I know. love the Fab Five. They're like, well, they're either really good actors or they really truly get along. How do you rank them? <laughs> JVN. Yeah. Number ten. one. Really? Okay. Interesting. I love Tan. You should listen to Jonathan Van Ness's podcast where he has Tan on. And it'll make you love him. Yeah. And he just talk, talks about his upbringing and like you. Dude, you, I did yeah. not know that. So I got a, a cup some fun facts about the Fab Five. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I did not. His husband is a, a Mormon cowboy. I think, yeah. I and think they he, live in Salt Lake City I and he's he, like a practicing Mormon. Yeah, yeah. I think he mentions that in that podcast. Yeah. That is insane. Bananas. He said that they like, they both are really like religious in their own right, ways. I right. Think, I think um, Tan is uh, Muslim. Yeah. And so um, they both like pick and choose what parts of their religion mm-hmm. they want to practice. Right. So it's super interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. So. But also weird because Mormonism. Jonathan Van Ness and I. So Love. John, yeah, Tan. Anthony. You're surprising me right now. Then the <clears throat> interior designer. Uh-huh. And then... Karamo. Karamo. Don't That's like Karamo at all. Ooh! I kind of fucking hate him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was trying to remember. Him? Okay, <clears throat> he's just like... Yeah, is it you think it's tokeny? Yeah, think well, and he's just like, are you a therapist? Are you he's a like culture quasi. expert? Yeah, like, he's not because I think also like I know from like a friend that works in the scene uh-huh. that he works at the L.A. LGBTQ Center, uh-huh. and he's a dick. Oh. So I was trying to remember because yeah. I watched that season of Real World that he was on. Oh, right. And, and yeah, and just like anyone that's on Real World or Road World, like, yes. you're just trying to be famous. Boring himself, yeah. So I feel like he's a whore, mm-hmm. whereas I don't get that from everyone else. Yeah. Um, there was one episode <laughs> where he shaved his, like, sort of, like... Oh, stubble? Stubble. Which looks like it's makeup on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, side note, side we note about his face. <laughs> I don't hate Karamo. I don't hate Karamo, but I have... <clears throat> I, yeah, I do think order? he might be a little bit fake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because um, I also so I was trying to remember if he was a dick when he was on Real oh. World, but I couldn't remember. Yeah, I don't. It remember. was so. If you guys, if you're listening and you don't know this, Kramo was the first openly gay black man ever to be on Real World. He was on mm-hmm. Real World Philadelphia, and it was in 2004, mm-hmm. um, which I was in college, so I know for sure I probably watched yeah, it. Yeah, cause yeah. I watched a lot of MTV in college, uh, <laughs> and. He also, when I was like doing a little bit of fun Digging. facts about yeah. um, Fab Five, I found out that he was on, I, for, I forget which dating show, but he was on mm-hmm. like a dating show for heterosexual couples and like what? went on a date with a woman, you know, and didn't to reveal that he's gay. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. to me, that kind of yeah. made me think like he did that, then he right, was on The Real right, World, yeah. now he's on Queer Eye. I feel like he... Yeah. Totally. Is on a mission. Totally. And yeah. it's like his <clears throat> it's, mission is to be on an entertainer versus a 
at an advocate. An advocate, yeah, exactly. For so, sure. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, what's your order? Okay, my order is definitely Jonathan, mm-hmm. number one. Like, he's yeah. like 500 million times above yeah. everyone. Well, it's funny because the first episode, I told my friend, I was like, I fucking hate this guy. And he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, just wait, just wait. He's going to grow on you. He's going to grow. Because I thought he was really fake, but then it's like, that's just him. He just is him. the most yeah. authentic, sweet baby yes. Jesus. Love him. I love him love like him. so much. Anyway, so John. Yeah, Van Chris S. loves him too. Like, we both <laughs> love him. Jonathan Van Ness, I actually. Really like um, Bobby, the yeah, interior designer. I like him too. I really He's like him. He's probably my number two. Oh wow! Okay, because I just love his interior design. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think he, it's amazing. He does an amazing job. Um, I like his blinds that he always points out that have no strings. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like always pointing that out. Uh, and also, when I was doing some research, I found out that he. I mean, it's very clear, too. He does the way hardest jobs. For, for real, yeah. And, and does way more work. Like he said, mm-hmm. I guess, like, on average, he works. His projects take seven days. Um, the full time. Of the full time. Like, he's working 24-7. And then Eesh. the other people, it's three to four days right. for what they're doing. And probably spaced out nicely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think I like Bobby number two. Mm-hmm. Then it's probably... I don't know. I kind of like Karamo's like no! character. No. Okay. I'll say Tan. I'll say Tan. Tan okay, is okay. number three. Yeah. Yeah. Then. Anthony. Or is Anthony last? Anthony might be last. <gasps> have you noticed how he dances? No. Okay. You have to look out for it. He's the worst dancer ever. And he really loves the strokes and he really loves the national. And he's really hot. He's so fucking hot. He's so hot. But his the way he talks kind of bugs me. Oh. He's like, we're gonna do like this, like this beautiful right, right, um, right, right. sliced avocado. Have you ever had avocado before? <laughs> Have you ever cut an avocado before? Hey girl. Twist it. It's Atlanta. Like That's true. That's true. I'm an asshole. It's not California. He's always like, we're... and I like how in one episode he's like is he's like teaching a an like this black woman how to make mac and cheese or he's oh, like, I was right. like well i mean i feel like he said how do you know, do it and then he I adapted know. it yeah 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 but i was still just like Ew. i don't know yeah. about this guy but yeah, i yeah, found yeah. out that he actually usually spends way more time with them than we see and sure. that he makes he teaches them how to make a lot more things than what yeah, we see. Yeah, okay. Because I'm always camera. like, what are they going to do with that one easy ass recipe yeah, for like, the rest of how, their life? This is how you make a charcuterie. It's like the easiest thing ever. <laughs> Just dump ingredients on a board. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's funny. Uh, yeah, I love yeah. those guys. But okay, so a couple fun facts. So we went. I told you some of the some of them, but mm-hmm. Tan um, did not. Maybe this came up in the podcast. Uh-huh. Tan actually did not voluntarily like audition for this. Like, and oh. or um, then um, Netflix actually found him. Oh, nice. No, they don't talk about like their origin story. Oh yeah, yeah and yeah. They, like asked him to come to the audition, nice. whereas the other guys voluntarily went to the audition, right, right, right. which was like a massive, sure. almost like speed dating type wow. of a thing. They were trying to like vibe people out with each other. Oh, cool. And. Tan claims that he hates to have his photo taken. And so I would never even think of being on TV. I don't even like my photo taken, which I don't know. I find that kind of hard to believe. (laughs) Also, um, have you noticed that his number one tip, can you name his number one tip that he gives every single person? Is to roll up the sleeves. Oh, He's always like, and then you roll up the sleeves. (laughs) Well, he's British. I know. (laughs) And then Anthony was the personal chef of the first food, food guy on Queer Eye. Oh, what? Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. 
also Karamo and Tan, I think this is like pretty well known at this uh-huh. point, but they did not, or none of them knew in the episode with the cop where they made over a cop. Oh. That was a complete surprise when they pranked them and pulled it out. So if you haven't, so That's this crazy. isn't ruining anything yeah, yeah, yeah. really, but at the beginning of the episode when they're entering a town to make over this guy who's a cop, his buddy who right. nominated him who's a cop pulls them over right. and kind of fakes them out. Yeah. Well, I guess Karamo and Tan were like fucking pissed oh. that they were like, we don't even want to do this episode. Whoa. Because I mean, you could tell they were pissed. They were like shaken, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know? Well, I mean, they're brown people. Yes, like. <laughs> exactly. Both of them were like, this is fucked. You can't do this to us. You cannot right. prank somebody like this. Yeah, that's not a cool prank for people who've gone, whatever. Here's something you know. cool about Karamo, though. In his contracts that he does with anyone, uh-huh. he has that you, that the the network, the show must hire at least two to three gay African American people on the crew. Oh, nice. What's that called again? What's her name called? Inclusion out? writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which That's is awesome. cool. Yeah. Also, two things about some of the heroes, what they call them, the people that they made over on season one. AJ from C- from episode three in season one, he is the um, he was the black gay guy. Mm-hmm. He actually sold his apartment right after. Dude, that's <laughs> so smart. I know, but like, Bobby was probably so bummed. <laughs> like he just like he just like made over it for him for he just no flipped cost. It. Yeah, wow, that and apartment then, was fucking dope. I know. And also the comedian <clears throat> that from season two, remember there was like a comedian guy that was really awkward. Karamo built him a website. Oh. Anyways, Karamo built him a professional website okay. and he took the website down afterwards. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wah, wah. Okay. Um, yeah. So another one, it's kind of a downer, but like really empowering and awesome is the ESPY Awards. They honored yeah. the 140 victims of Larry Nasser with the ESPY Courage Award. Gymnast Allie Raisman, Raisman, her speech was just like really insane and awesome. And I'll, we'll post an article that, with the full speech and the full story. But And the photo of all of them on stage is like yeah, just moving. Because like, there's it's 140 moving. of them. Too often, abusers and enablers perpetuate suffering by making survivors feel that their truth doesn't matter. To all the survivors out there, don't let anyone rewrite your story. Your truth does matter, you matter, and you are not alone. face hardships if we choose to listen and we choose to act with empathy we can draw strength from each other we may suffer alone but we survive together thank you it's just really moving because you know obviously they all came together and now they're like in this sisterhood and they're using it as a platform and just calling out the fact that like this didn't have to happen. If one grown up would have believed one kid, it could have like stopped years ago. But because they're all young girls, you know, it was just like assumed that this doctor knew best. So um, anyway, just like really inspiring to like see that there's an the, the outcome in the other side doesn't have to be dark and sad. That they all have like this new found unity and bonding with other women that. Went through this, so 
Anyway, that's my other downer one, but also ends on a high note. Yeah, they're doing something about it. Yeah. I saw, I was fortunate to see them, a couple of them, and I think Allie was one of them, mm-hmm. um, at the United State of Women. Oh, cool. This year at the summit. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty incredible. Yeah. yeah. I feel like she's been the, one of the most vocal or like media mm-hmm. savvy ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Love, love that. The outcome of that story. And we talked about this story before when I was so stoked about the judge. The judge being a badass. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. So find that episode, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Pivoting back to my happy tears mm-hmm. of binge watching yeah. things. I've been watching Anne with an E. Oh. Um, have you watched it? I started the first one because I saw it and I was like nostalgic for the Anna 80s Gr- one. Anne of Green Gables. Uh-huh. And Anne and Av. Anne of Avonlea with, I forget Mm -hmm. her name, but I started it and I was like, this is really cute. It follows pretty much to the T the the story. So it does. Cause I don't, I see, I watched Anne of Green Gables, Mm -hmm. but like, I don't remember, I was really young. Oh yeah. And so I vaguely remember it. Mm -hmm. Like I don't remember plot lines or anything like that. So, but Anne with an E, it takes a second because, um, she's a little bit annoying at first, (laughs) but then you get used to it and you're like, love it and love her so much. And she's just super sweet. She's, you know, imaginative. She's Mm -hmm. smart. Um, she always has to prove herself to everyone because she's an orphan, Mm -hmm. but she does it. She always proves herself and she's like this little hero. Um, but it totally reminds me of, you know how growing up there was always like a girl in class who was like the horse girl obsessed with horses Oh yeah, and like kind of a weirdo and like yeah. maybe a little bit loved animals a little too much right, like, or like yeah. <laughs> would like play by herself on the yeah, yeah, field. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like. <laughs> I was like about to say a name out loud, but won't. <laughs> everyone knows, like I remember I had a friend named Holly that was uh-huh. like that. She would, like, cry if somebody, like, stepped on a roly-poly. Right, right, right. You know, just in her own world. I was, like, borderline that girl, but I had, like, a crew, like, a crew, like, we weren't alone. Yeah. Anyways, I feel like Anne of Green Gables, or Anne with an E, Uh is, like, the OG of that girl. (laughs) Anyways, it's a really, really great show, and that's all I have to say about it. I need to start it. Yeah, I have it. I keep like starting it and then I'm not fully concentrating. So I'm like, I, you know, I turned it off because I, I want to watch it. Yeah. I fall asleep every single time. It's a nice uh, thing to fall asleep yeah, to. Yeah. And then so the next day I watch like the second half of the episode right, right. and then, you know. Oh, I'm going to start it. Yeah. yeah. I, I loved that series when I was little. Like, was it? Um, Canadian? It's Canadian. Yeah. So it's still Canadian. They say, oh, cool. they say sorry a lot oh, on sorry. it. Yeah. And what's the boy's name that like pulls her hair in school? Gilbert is Gilbert. Yeah. So like the Gilbert in the eighties version was so fucking hot. Yeah. Like dream boat. And I just, yeah. When my mom bought me like the VHS tape box set of each Mm -hmm. one, there was like four VHSs and it was like this huge clunky thing. That was like one of my like sick day, like go to just like marathon it. But I can't I like find it too it. because they also like deal with like puberty yeah. and like all this stuff. Like it's not like it's not like super rated 
it's not like right. super vanilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they get into some deep shit yeah. on it. Yeah, um, which the, is cool, but it's still like something you would want to watch with your family. Yeah, and, and like, it's like the trials of being a ginge. Yeah, she's like hates. Yeah, exactly. She hates having red hair, Aww. and but the kid that plays Gilbert is such a little cutie. Mm-hmm. He is the boy from. Um, did you ever see Twentieth Century Women with Annette no, Bening? No, it's on my thing, it's but not so yet. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's the little boy from that. That movie made me cry. Aww. The relationship between Annette Benning and her son. Oh, right. Yeah, the, yeah. Who's Gilbert from from this show yeah. is so sweet. And this isn't ruining anything, but there's like this line in the movie where uh-huh. she basically tells his friend, who's a girl, she's just, mm-hmm. it's just her and the girl. And she says to her, she was like, I'll never like see my son in the way that you, I'll never see him. Um, out in the world ever. Right. Yeah. yeah I'll yeah, never yeah. see him in his true self when he's yeah. with other people. Aww. And I was like, made me cry. So, I love Annette Benning. I know. Uh. And that's something that that's mm. especially now that I'm like expecting a kid. I've been right. thinking about that. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll never know your child completely because they're never right. going to be they're like, the same as they are with you as they are out in the world. For sure. Ah. I know. Anyways. That's crazy. Yeah. So I actually have a, a, a feel-good one. Okay. Um, which is, I don't know if it's on your list, but Glow. Mm. So we just finished the second season of Glow, and it makes me cry every time I watch it because, not because of the plot or anything that's special that's happening, but it's like knowing that the women, the actors that are playing these roles are really wrestling. They're really Dude, doing I know. the thing. Yeah. They really had to learn that. They're really that strong. And... I just They're feel really wearing their chonies above up, their hip bone. And like up their butt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's just like so amazing to me to know that like these precious actors like had to go and really learn how to do this shit. And it just makes it look so much fun. And like, you know, like they're dancing and it looks like a lot of fun to just be like thrown around like that. But I just get all like emotional and like teary eyed every time there's like an epic battle. Like she really did that. She really jumped and flipped and threw and like it's just really rad like knowing that they're like really strong and doing the thing. Yeah. It's pretty epic. It's super impressive. Yeah. I get really yeah, it's silly. Like every time they get into a cheesy thing, I'm just like, this is Edgar, don't look. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed watching that. We did, we finished the season two also. Yeah. It's, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, it's a fun show. Yeah, good job, Glow. Good job, Glow. <laughs> did, um, so I saw Eighth Grade, the movie. Oh, don't, yeah. No spoilers. It's so good, and it made me ball Yeah. My face was soaking wet. Um, but it's fantastic. Everyone should see it. Um, if you don't know what eighth grade is, it's um, a movie that is basically a look at the quiet girl in eighth grade mm-hmm. um, today. So it's how she's sort of navigating her anxieties and insecurities really in an era of total like social media immersion. Yeah. So the context of it is she has like a YouTube channel where she's posting these Aww. like inspirational videos of like how to be true to yourself and like how to have confidence. Oh God. And then it's like showing the contrast oh of God. like what's really going on at school. Yeah. And 
it's not all depressed. Like it's mm-hmm. sad, you know, because it's, <clears throat> it resonates. Like everyone can really relate right. to having those, even if you weren't, even if you were totally a popular kid, yeah. everyone can relate to having these like anxieties and insecurities. What's stressful about it is how everything is like amplified because of social <sighs> media now. Yeah. Um, and obviously she's kind of an extreme case, but it's like a really funny movie too. Yeah. It's really funny. There's a lot of heartwarming things. Yeah. Like the stuff that made me cry were the heartwarming things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some triggering things probably mm. for some people in it. But what's really great about it is, well, one, I think it's interesting that it was written by a dude. Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham. Because it's like pretty freaking great well, and spot on with like a adolescent child. I was like shocked because I've heard all the buzz around Mm -hmm. the movie and then I heard it was Bo Burnham and I was like, what the fuck? Like that teenage YouTube star that wrote comedy albums. But that probably gives him perspective because he grew up on social media. Like his music, I've listened, you know, I've heard it like back then and it, it was always like really goofy, but like really witty and smart. But it was just like this always like super silly subject matter. So I was just like, what the hell? Like, this is so weird. <laughs> well, he did an excellent job. And yeah. you could tell he has a very strong relationship with the lead actor. Right. And with the girl. And um, the thing that was probably most impressive about the movie is the fact that, I mean, I found out that the entire thing is like totally scripted. So all the dialogue is is scripted dialogue, mm-hmm. which blew my mind because it's so natural mm. and it feels like improvisation because yeah. like, it's like how I'm talking right now and stuttering through things and doing sure. my ums and yeah, it's like, imagine this awkward, you know, um, eighth grader doing a YouTube video where right. she's like, um, you know, so just like, um, be yourself. But yeah, even that yeah, sounded yeah. scripted, but she, you know what I mean? It's like right, how right, right. she's she, doing it. It seriously job. is like, mm-hmm really comes across as like fucking spitballing. Yeah. She's just coming up with this shit on the fly oh. and like trying to give somebody yeah. advice about something. Yeah. And but the whole thing is scripted. So kudos to her acting ability and uh-huh. kudos to his writing ability yeah. to really make it seem so yeah. authentic. I read somewhere someone asked him like how on earth did you like get so deeply into like the mind of an eighth grade girl? And he was just like you know the thing of like we all went through this. So like I just use my experience and my, what I went through, but, but like through the vessel of this, this young girl. Right. So I th- I, that's like so impressive to me. Like, yeah, it's really, it's a great movie and it doesn't other movies mm-hmm. that are more mainstream that deal with like the awkward weirdo or whatever. It's oh, always yeah. like, there's some dude, there's some outside, you know, it's like almost like deus ex machina mm. where it's like this outside force is like seeing the potential in this person and right. they're the ones that are like rescuing or like bringing this, yeah. this like, oh, I see this quirky person and I see that they're a gem and I'm going right. to, you know, build them up and stuff. It's like, that doesn't happen in this yeah, movie. Yeah, so yeah. it's just like, thank you. Yeah. You know what I mean? leave it what it is. Let her deal, let her go through her motions. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? So yeah. it was... So that's, I really appreciated that probably the most about this movie. So everyone go see it. It's really great. Or it'll be on Netflix pretty soon, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. I I don't know if it's playing in like non-LA and New York City. I feel like all those like super cool indie movies, like when I'm like, oh, I missed it because it was only in town for like a week, then it comes to Netflix fast. Right. Which is awesome. Right. So look for it. (laughs) All right. Here we go. 
This is the part of the episode where we dip into some musical territory. Yeah. Um, talking about a song or songs in this case yes. uh, that are essentially emotional roller coasters. They're crying. They're amazing. They're crazy. <laughs> they're all the things. They're all the things, but mostly crying. <laughs> <laughs> this one's crazy. The last one's crazy. The last one's crazy. <gasps> last one's crazy and sexy and yeah, maybe cool too. Ooh. There's a hint for you if you didn't get it by the opening track of this episode. (laughs) Anyways, uh, as you know, um, if you know Del, you know her love of the 90s. um, And I'm like her co-pilot. Thanks to Chris. Yeah. And mostly, yeah, my husband helps out with the 90s inspiration. But we wanted to talk about... Well, and Chris was the inspiration for this. You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna not be an asshole and say <laughs> this was my husband's idea. Yeah, I was. We were trying to think of. Um, so thank you, Chris. We were trying to think of a song for our, our episode, and he put on Stone Temple Pilot <laughs> Creep, and then I was thinking about Radiohead Creep, and then we're like. What about Triple Creep? <laughs> Don't forget about TLC. They're only a couple years apart in the 90s. Yep. So we're going to Triple Creep it right now and go through triple three songs. Creep. So the first song is Stone Temple Pilots, Creep. <laughs> you guessed it. I'm half man I used to be. I feel like I was half the man I used to be. <laughs> Feeling so something. What does he say? I think I wrote it down. Yeah. No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> um, I feel like I was never like a mega fan of STP because they were like second generation grunge, so like not authentic. But um, I felt like this phase of STP was like his hot phase, like when he was like the hottest, in my opinion. Like hottest looks wise. Yeah. Or- like, because all the other times he's, like, on maybe, mega drugs. Yeah. And maybe because it was in black and white, so that helped. Yeah, the blemishes <laughs> were gone. And, like, he, like, had, like, a healthy weight to him. Like Yeah, I was going to say his face looked fuller. Yeah, so, like, that was, like, his brief but I, hot face. I probably wouldn't call it hot. No, but, like, of the Scott Wyland hot, I mean. He's of, peak. Peak Wyland. Peak, peak Wyland. There you go. Yeah. Like, yeah, I never thought yeah. he was hot, but. It was his hottest moment. Yeah. So um. you're so kind. <laughs> well, he's dead. <laughs> Spoiler alert! He I dies. Know. He dies. <laughs> I think two members of that band died of heroin. Probably, and then they replaced him with um, so fucking Chester Bennington or whatever the Lincoln Park dude, and then he died. Oh my god! And now they have, like just stop the band. Stop. Just don't do just it ever stop again. Stop the band. Yeah, please, guys, no. Um, so creep and. It, like, I remember, like, it was, like, a really cool video because it's, like, black and white yeah. and old empty house, a bunch of mopey 90s cool, dudes. It's a cool video. Yeah. So the concept was, you know, simple but really fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. It was, so 1993 is the year. It was off of their de- debut album, Core. I guess it's not really second generation grunge, but anyway. It is, I think. Well, oh, yeah, 93. The, anyway. Everyone still um, talks shit about them ripping off. Pearl Jam, though. Right, right, yeah. Uh, take time with a wounded hand because it likes to heal. It does, and he likes to steal. And he likes to steal. <laughs> so I, I kind of, like, I tried not to, like, read too mm. much into the lyrics. Right, right, right. Because I wanted to, like, or I mean, I tried not to do 
too much research on the lyrics because I wanted to like try and figure it out on my own Ooh, as what like did a you literary get? genius uh-huh, that I uh-huh, am. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so, Except for it's not that genius. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, okay. What I was thinking was that he, well, I know he was like diagnosed with bipolar disorder later mm-hmm. in life. And so I was thinking, okay, maybe this is him like having a hard time dealing with some of his personality. I also, in the video, interpreting the video. So in the video, he, it's kind of weird because there's like flashbacks of like some like actually kind of hot 1950s dad character or something. So I interpreted it as like, it's maybe that's his dad and like you can't help like the traits that you inherit Mm -hmm. or the like wounds that you inherit from your family. And so... It's sort of like dealing with like being a creep because maybe that creepiness was passed on to you from your dad. Because also there's like that weird scene where some dude is like creeping on like a young couple, like getting it on in a convertible. Yeah. (laughs) Which was like really random. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I, that's how I interpreted it. Well, you're kind of close, but it's very simple and basic. Just like, I'm a man. And (laughs) I'm a white male and life is hard. There's a quote from some interview where Scott Weiland says, that's just the idea of being a young person somewhere caught between still being a kid and becoming a young man. It's that youth apathy, that second guessing yourself, not feeling like you fit in. Uh, So like on bar with Britney Spears, I'm not a girl, (laughs) not not yet yet a woman. woman. But yeah, you you know half the man I used to be. Yeah, which yeah. Anyway, that was that was a good time um, in video days, like when videos were deep and beautiful. I don't know. I haven't watched videos in a long time. Maybe they still are. Did you see the that this was like they scrapped this or like the Gus Van Sant? Yeah, was supposed, that was interesting yeah, to me. I tried to find it. Did you were you I able to find, find it? it? And I looked on like some okay. Backing so, up because yeah. you guys know what <laughs> so you guys know. <laughs> so I guess the orig- the video was originally shot by um, and directed by um, Gus Van Sant, but it was like, what was it? It was too sexual and there was like drug use yeah, in it, yeah, so yeah. they didn't want to use it, right? Or the record label like wouldn't let them or something, yeah. so it got scrapped and then now it be- and then it became this video, right? Directed by somebody else, Graham Joyce. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you say his yeah. name. Yeah, I couldn't find the Gus Van Sant. I really wanted I know. to see it because I bet it would be on all Reddit fucked up. or like anywhere can find it. Send it to us. I looked on like a Gus Van Sant sort of like oh, fan cool. site, uh-huh. and they were like video unavailable. Like this is like oh, I'm sure it's like maybe it was never even finished. Right, probably. But that's yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Did you ever see that Gus Van Sant movie that was supposed to be about Kurt Cobain? Don't see it. It's fucking oh, terrible. Oh, yeah. Last Days or whatever. Yeah, like no, I never we, saw it. So literally the first hour, nobody talks the whole thing. It's just like the Kurt character like walking slowly through like the Seattle. woods. Yeah. And we were like, fuck this movie and just turned it off He's and never finished it. He's the one that did it. Elephant, right? The school shooting yeah, one yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. That one was really that one disturbing. Was, that one was crazy. I kind of liked it. I know. I want to see it again, like, in today. I don't know. Let's bump wait, ourselves up Let's more. wait. Let's wait. <laughs> we got to get through November. Yeah, dude. 
After November, we can start watching depressing stuff again. Hopefully. Hopefully, if everyone gets the fuck off their couches. Yeah, knock on wood. Wakes up. Do your research. Yes. Vote. This is your final warning. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you're a fucking creep. <laughs> Half Mega the man creep. you used to be. Exactly. Oh, the only other interesting thing about it was that uh, the guitarist who helped, who wrote the song with Scott Weiland, Robert DeLeo. I think he's the de- other dead one, maybe. Anyway, maybe oh. not. Maybe Ro- not. What were you going to say? <laughs> I don't TBD if he's dead or alive. Uh, he said that he wrote, he was thinking about a song along the lines of Heart of Gold by Neil Young. Oh, yeah. Because it's in the key of D minor, which he said was the saddest key of all time. I, and I did, yeah, I did read a part like how it is like a throwback to all of like kind of like the more westerny 70s vibe but Which like I don't catch. but it, but they said it's not that but it's like that's what they were all Attempting, thinking of. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was the space they were in at the yeah. time. Which I guess from in the 90s maybe that sounded maybe that made sense like this sound sounds like that, and everyone was like, yeah, it totally yeah, does. Yeah, they were on coke. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> or heroin. They were like, I was thinking about Neil Young because I was doing coke. <laughs> Yay, STP. Yay, RIP, STP. Uh, they're still going. They need to be RIP. <laughs> Even though two of the four members yeah, are Stone dead. Stone Temple Pilots call it quits. Guys, stop. Land the plane. Land it. Just yeah. whatever. Figure it out. All right, the next creep song is... Radiohead, my and favorite, this is a favorite, good one, obviously. Yeah. You're so fucking special, but I'm a creep. I feel like this was such an anthem for back then, like during the whole like loser phase of the 90s yeah when everyone was a loser it was like super like gen x loser theme song at at its greatest like there was other bad ones but that was like so good and this was um well they debuted the single in 92 so the year before Mm -hmm. the other stone temple pilots creep song came out but it was on but pablo honey the album that it was on was released in 93 so pretty much right around the same time there were two hit creep songs yeah, and Thom wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> wrote it like before, I guess pre Radiohead. Like he wrote the lyrics and stuff. Yeah, and he's and I. They didn't. I guess it wasn't originally going to be on the album. Right, right, like, right, right. They just were like rehearsing <coughs> it, and um, the I forgot the people's names who were producing the album. Probably Nigel Goodrich, Godrich. I don't. Maybe think not. That was his, he was later. I yeah. think he was later. It wasn't. It wasn't him, but. Um, they basically convinced them to put it on the album mm-hmm. and there's a lot of interesting stuff about this song. This song's, yeah. This <laughs> song's nuts. They hate, I mean, Radiohead does not like the song. No. I mean, what do they like? <laughs> Did you ever see that documentary meeting people is hard and it's like, it's really hard being famous when everybody loves you. Like that it was, was a Radiohead documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I did watch it like when I was. I mean, like it was, nineteen or it something. It was sad because like he was in public and he always gets hassled like everywhere he goes. Yeah. But um, I mean, that's what the money's for. They were. It's funny because they were so concerned about being sellouts and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, one of the quotes for this song that Tom said is like, he addresses toxic masculinity, like pre-toxic masculinity. Yeah, that was neat. And the quote is, I have a real problem being a man in the 90s. Any man with any 
sensitivity or consequence toward the opposite sex would have a problem. To actually assert yourself in a masculine way without looking like you're in a hard rock band is a very difficult thing to do. So yeah, it comes back to the music rewrite, which is not effeminate, but it's not brutal in its arrogance. So it's one of the things I'm always trying to assert a sexual persona and on the other hand, trying desperately to negate it. So just like, wow, like baby Tom dropping down the business on toxic masculinity in the 90s. Right. (laughs) I know. That was interesting. That was really cool. I love them. He says that the song um, tells the tale of an inebriated man who tries to get the attention of a woman to whom he is attracted by following her around, which apparently Mm. um, Johnny Greenwood said that that was something that I guess like Tom actually did Um, or that he wrote the song after he was like kind of into this girl and like following her and then ended Mm -hmm. up, she ended up being at a radio head show or something like that, which was weird for him. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's what I thought I read about it. Mm -hmm. But I guess in the end he lacks the self-confidence to face her and feels he subconsciously is her. That's what Tom York says the song is about. The video is like, whatever. It's just like a performance, boring Whatever. Yeah, the video is, I mean, it's, it's cool. It's just yeah, classic yeah, yeah. Radiohead. And, like, they're little tiny babies. They're I so know. little. And he has blonde hair, Tom Yeah. York. I always hated this, too, that they, like, had a radio edit. You're so very special instead of yeah. just, like, bleeping it. But, yeah. I just remember, too, being, you know, hearing that song for the first time in that, like, disruptive guitar mm-hmm. part was just like, whoa, no one's ever done that. That's crazy. Yeah. And it was just really cool to have that. Didn't and then yeah everyone who doesn't love to this day my favorite guitar rock band song to sing to is Radiohead Creep because it's just like so much fun to to belt out everyone does it it's a good karaoke song yeah it's really good I mean and all the lyrics like everyone can relate to it yeah like I love the you know I want a perfect body I want a perfect soul it's like everyone has felt this way at some point if it's I mean oh you know, if you're not mm-hmm. thinking about it in terms of following a, following a girl around right, and right, right, subconsciously right. becoming her, yeah, as well, Tom York said, claims it is. But, but maybe he subconsciously like became her in discovering that it's fucking creepy to do that. Yes, <laughs> I think, and that's sort of what he was hinting yeah, at with yeah, the, yeah. the toxic ma- masculinity quote, essentially. Yeah. But yeah, they they don't like the song. They don't want to play it. They didn't play it during their OK Computer tour. Um, they didn't play it at all from 2009 to 2016. And he, like Tom York has been quoted saying that like whenever he wants, whenever he plays it, ends uh-huh. up playing it, that he like wants to just like quit halfway through. Oh <laughs> no. I do remember there was like some festival where every band before, like they were closing down the festival. Maybe it was Coachella and every band before them sang creep in their set. And so then they finally were like, okay. And they like performed it for like the first time in like a hundred well, years Prince, or something. I think Prince performed it at oh, Coachella yeah, yeah, and yeah. there was like a thing where somebody filmed like a bootleg video of right. it. Yeah. Yeah. And like Prince asked them to take it down. Right. So he yeah. wouldn't have to like pay royalties or whatever. Right. 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 Well, Prince is like, you know how he is crazy. about that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, but He's Tom dead. York wanted it back up or. Oh, crazy. Know, some weird yeah. Stuff. And then I just found this right now that the three, blo- like the guitar noise that I was talking about was a result of Johnny Greenwood trying to sabotage a tune he considered too wimpy. So he was like mm. trying to masculine it up. That's Dun it. Dun funny. It. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Well, speaking of just like the melody of it, uh-huh. they got sued 
by the band The Hollies. Oh, yeah. Because they took part of the chord progression right. from that song and actually like Radiohead admitted that they did that. And so Hollies actually, they were impressed that they admitted it. Oh. And so rather than like taking it all, they, I guess, got like a smaller portion That's of it or cool. something. But dude, you have to listen. No cigarettes, no sleep, no light, no You know what's really funny now that you played that? There's a another Radiohead song that sounds exactly like a Paul McCartney song. Oh, really? It's and like the 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 Paul McCartney song is the I love you. Oh, yeah. And there's a Radiohead song that like ends doing that like Oh, really? Yeah, like I've played them over each other and it sounds like the same song. Stoner. Yeah. <laughs> no. Music enthusiast. <laughs> Yeah, and then, um, so they, so that band, yeah, that was 1974 when that Holly song came out. The other legal thing that was interesting, because mm. I want to play it too, because it's always kind of fun to hear yeah. these similarities, but did you hear about the Lana Del Rey thing? Fuck Lana Del Rey. <laughs> yeah, fuck Lana Del Rey, but it, so it's, fuck she her didn't, she, her mopey her loss, this lawsuit got dropped. Good. But, I mean, not good, because it got dropped, like, Lana Del Rey wasn't sued. Like, Radiohead right. was coming after her, obviously, oh, 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 oh. for one of her songs. So I'll play that for you guys right now. But it's Lana Del Rey, Get Free, Lana which Del apparently Rey, also, fuck yourself. also sounds like creep. Like, wake up. Wake up, girl. Drink some coffee. <laughs> So you can kind of hear it. Because I'm not around. I wish I special. Oh my god, what the hell am I doing here? Yeah. Wait, so they dropped the lawsuit? I guess so. I don't oh, know. Wow. Yeah. Like I remember when Let's it look. when the lawsuit happened, but I didn't ever like pay attention to the outcome. Sorry for the abrupt stop of the music. Um, I know everyone here loves Lana Del Rey. Sorry if you do, but, but I just don't. Yeah, so I guess um Radiohead were trying to go after her for something with that mm. song. And then um, sh- and then it kind of just went away. Like, it must have it just had no right, legs right. to stand on because it right. wasn't super... I yeah. don't know. Just funny. That's awesome. Yeah. So... Final creeps? Our final creeps. Yeah. So I creep. TLC. TLC. 
one year later, 1994, we're entering crazy, sexy, cool territory. Yeah. And the other ones were downers, crying songs. And yes. this song is crazy and amazing. And sexy. What does it stand for? T-Boz, Left Eye, and Chili. Yeah. And two of them are dead? One. One of them said. Okay, I actually met eye. Chili. <clears throat> oh. I met her like two years ago and she looked what? fucking good. Yeah. Where did you meet she her? She had abs still. Whoa. I saw her at um, a radio uh, like gifting suite for the Grammys. Oh, nice. For work-related. <laughs> work-related endeavor. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this dude, this video is so badass. Like, yeah. They're so cool. Like, the fashion is still so cool to me. Like, I watched it and I was like, fuck. Like, they the look... silk pajamas. The sexy, oversized silk pajamas. Like... They were all wearing boxers. Like, yeah. dudes boxers that are, like, And, like, the, showing. like, the girl gangster look of, like, yeah. Sagging with your boxers showing. And, like, a white tank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So dope. Well, maybe, too, because, like, that stuff's, like, coming back or is back. Yeah. So... It still feels cool and relevant because totally. it's come back as cool and relevant. But it made me sad about Left Eye. I know. Because she's so cute in the she's video. She's so cute. And she's like being silly and like walking on her hands. And like, so the video, I'm sure everyone's seen it. They're, they're dancing and they're mm-hmm. kind of a little bit sexy, but not like overly sexualized. Yeah. Right, right, so right. Pajamas. Like they're still really covered. Yeah. Yeah. Col- that's the color shots of them dancing. And then mm-hmm. we've got T Boss, who's the lead singer on the, um, on the song who's singing next to a really hot dude that's playing the trumpet. Yeah. And in sort of what looks like a jazz club or something like that. But the mm-hmm. best part of the video, besides the silk pajamas, is really just showing the girls all doing these fucking sick dance moves yeah. with like their girls. Like they have like a dance crew it with them. It looks like so much fun. Yeah. And they're just like goofing off and having fun. Yeah. So the meaning behind the lyrics is, you know, Talking, it's a song about a woman who's not happy with her man, so she like sneaks around and cheats on him, which is an awesome, well, not awesome, but like a interesting flip on the usual narrative of like men cheating on their women all the time. Yeah, so that was kind of that's what creeping means. Yeah, <laughs> in case you didn't know. In case you didn't know. <laughs> but it was written by Dallas Austin, um, who's like done some stuff for like Boys to Men, like right. Madonna and stuff like that. But T Boss worked with him on the lyrics and mm-hmm. basically like the theme of it because she said like her boyfriend was kind of just like being a dick at the time and right these are the things that she was thinking of yeah so like savage but then but then um left eye do you see all this with left eye like, she who was she, she was, was not down for this song. Oh. Yeah, she came know. around in the end but she was actually just like why are we telling girls to like get uh, attention to seek out attention by like cheating on their partners. Right, right. Like, why don't we just tell them like leave your fucking idiot partner? Right, right. Get like, a new one. Yeah. Why are yeah. you with this guy? Which is kind of right, awesome. Right. So she originally didn't want to even participate in the music video. Um, well, she did, but she wanted to put like black tape over her mouth as like a protest. Oh god. So she's kind of a badass. But in the end, she came around because she was saying, you know, it's really up to the woman to decide on like how she wants to deal with it. And if she feels empowered by sort of like finding attention or, you know, like getting attention from men in another way or like satisfying her sexual needs in another way, then like that's her prerogative. But like also she set her boyfriend's house on fire. (laughs) Yeah. I forgot about that. So, I mean, I feel like he'd rather he cheated on her than like set his house on fire. (laughs) 
I 100% forgot about that. That was such a crazy era. (laughs) Like, I would love to be so angry at someone that I just torch, like, burn their shit to the ground. (laughs) Yeah, that's like, you don't give a fuck about. You feel like you're not going to get any repercussions. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I was pretty young when this song came out. I was like in sixth grade when Mm -hmm. it came out. And uh, so me and my friends, we would always, we were obsessed with TLC and we would always like, like be like, which one are you? Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And um, no one ever wanted to be T-Boss. I was going to say, I would want to be T-Boss. Really? Now I would, but at the time, like everyone would fight over like left eye or chili and nobody would want to be T-Boss. Yeah. I was always... I always want to be left eye. I always want. Well, I was. I didn't play that game with you, but <laughs> if I did, I would. I would claim the T balls. I just thought she was like the most beautiful and like she was like yeah. the leader kind of. Totally, she yeah. was the leader. She had the most like she was the lead vocalist. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just wanted would want to be like the prettiest and the one yeah. with the most screen time with the bowl cut. <laughs> yeah. She wants the to have sexy the bowl cut. sexy bowl cut. Also, this song had multiple videos that they made for it, and like they didn't like them, so they kept scrapping them. And yep. So I wish there was some. I'm sure, like on some deep dark Reddit hole, we can find all these things. But it'd right. be cool if they would start like I don't know. Yeah, somehow. yeah. If you're listening, TLC or TC, <laughs> TC, TC, release them. We want to see them. Yeah. Well, I know that they, so the guy that ended up doing the video was, um, the guy that did like salt and Peppa's music videos. Uh-huh. And so that's why they wanted him, mm. but they agreed with mostly everything that he did. But I guess like originally he wanted to have them in like sexier lingerie oh. and it was their decision. Like the compromise was let's do the silk pajamas, Rad. but like let's have them unbuttoned a little bit. Yeah. 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 Because the girls really like being um, tomboys. Yeah. 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 I love, I love their whole look and style and everything. Yeah, that would be a good Halloween costume. Dude. <laughs> you get a wig, like T Boss's wig. A bowl cut wig. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And naturally, because, you know, because this happens to women all the time, <laughs> being compared or asked, like, well, um, like, being accused of perhaps stealing from a male musician. Right. They were, because of the other two creep titled songs, uh-huh. they were often asked. If their songs were inspired, if this song what? was inspired by either the Radiohead or that Stone Temple sure, Pilots song, because T Boz Left Eye and Chili are at home sitting <laughs> listening to STP and Radiohead. They're like no, <laughs> and also like those two songs are about feeling like well, those two songs are like I'm a boy and I'm and like, it's have, hard. It's really hard. It's hard to be a straight white male in this world. And this one has a completely <laughs> different like context and yeah, like yeah, plot yeah. line or whatever. It's They're, like that's awesome. Go yeah. go TLC. I know. <laughs> so funny. When they were, you know, they filmed the other two versions and then they still didn't like it. And then they were watching Salt and Pepper and In Vogue's What a Man Wait, video. Was it Pepper or Peppa? Peppa. P E P A. He said Pepper. No, I didn't. He said Pepper. And in I said salt and pepper and in Vogue's. Oh damn it. I thought you said Pepper. Pepper. Salt and Pepper and N. Bogies, <laughs> what a man, that they realized that, like, that's the direction they wanted to go. Yes. Like, we wanted to be, yeah, like, the, well, I don't want to give Madonna credit, but, like, that masculine sexy yes. that was happening. 
the androgynous mm-hmm. part of the 90s. So. so they were inspired by other women, not other men. Get it yeah. straight. Yeah. Media. Just because they're dressing like dudes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all I have it's on that. Creep. Yeah, that's all I have too. Yeah, how are we going to wrap it up? <laughs> well, little baby creeps. <laughs> It's been swell. It's been real. Yeah, and keep crying. Keep creeping. Keep creeping <laughs> and keep crying. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> that was the weakest. Bark. Cheers. <laughs> That's not bad. Aluminum cans, no good. Bye. Bye. Bye.